This is my brother Barry's birthday. He's deceased. And um, when I was a little boy, um, my birthday was also the feast day of St. Gregory the Great. I don't know why, because uh, that wasn't his death day, and that's what we celebrate for almost all of the saints. And so now it is, I think, September 3rd. But that's the reason I chose it as my confirmation name. But I used to um, be all proud and say, my saint is St. Gregory the Great. And my brother would put me down in an instant and say, but my saint is St. Joseph, and he's the foster father of Jesus, so he beat yours. That, I guess there's competition always with brothers. And... But that's only the beginning of the story. When we look at Joseph, there's a few things, and they're contained here except for one. Well, it's implied. The first one is that he was betrothed to Mary, and the gospel says that she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And of course, all the alarm bells and the flags went up. Um, they had not had relations, they had not lived together, as the gospel tells us clearly, but she was pregnant. And so he decided to do what was his right and which was uh, probably simply the custom, divorce her. But divorce, even in those days, could be quite ugly. And of course, when the man sued for divorce, of course, the man had all the rights and the woman was nothing in those days. Some would say still, but in any case, he was going to divorce her. But there's one word there that is amazing. It says he was going to divorce her quietly, quietly, without fanfare, without getting attention, without everybody saying, oh, poor Joseph, because he was a just man, a righteous man. So he was going to do what he should have done, what was his right and was usually the proper course. But he was going to do it with a care for this woman that he loved. Now that's a great um, context. That's a great context for what would happen next. In his dreams, an angel appeared to him and spoke to him and explained the matter. And... Um, you know, angels, messengers of God, that's what an angel is, a messenger of God, they came to people in dreams. I suppose they still do. I suppose people get angelic, not with wings and, and necessarily somebody identified as an angel, but the messengers that go deep into our, our subconscious, even our unconscious, and, and bring up to the surface the truths that we know, but we don't know. We know it, it's in us, but we can't get at it. And so often in dreams, the subconscious speaks to us and clarifies our lives. And this happened for Joseph. Now maybe it was obvious because he loved her so much, he decided to divorce her, but quietly. And then in his dream, he gets this further clarification and he finds his way. But... What is the beautiful part of Joseph for me, and I think for many, is that he was the foster father of Jesus, and it's hinted at it kind of bluntly in the opening prayer, but it was that he, he carved the way for Jesus, he showed the way for Jesus. He, it wasn't his blood, and yet it was more than his blood. I have a cousin, he is, his wife um, couldn't have any children, she thought. 
So they adopted a boy, and six, within the first six months, the baby died crib death, and she was devastated. He was too. So a year or two later, they adopted a second boy, and this boy lived and thrived and was wonderful. But a few years later, miraculously or whatever, she had her own natural birth. And I, I was a, a young boy. I, this is a cousin that was more related to my upper echelon brothers and sister. Um, so I, I dared to ask my cousin's wife one day, I don't know why. Um, it was bold and, and maybe insensitive, but I said to her, because I hadn't really met somebody who had an adopted child and a natural child, and I said, you know, I know parents say they don't have favorites, but I'm just curious, between your adopted child and your, your natural child, do you love one more than the other? And of course, all parents say they don't have favorites. Uh-huh. She said, tell you the truth, my adopted child. And she went on to say, <clears throat> particularly because she lost her first child, the adopted one, that when she got this chance at a second child, this was everything to her, everything to her. And when she had her natural child, it, it, she was surprised, she was delighted, and yet that one, she put all her eggs in that basket with that second child. He was her everything. And that, it seems, is a kind of a picture of Joseph. Now, our tradition says there were never any other children. Mary, ever virgin, only had child Jesus, and I get all of that. But in any case, it's as if this one basket, and the only thing in this basket was Jesus, and Joseph fostered him. He didn't just raise him, put a roof over his head and clothes on him. He fostered him. He taught him. He guided him. He fathered him in every way. And I suppose on one level that's why the church sees him as the universal patron of the church, that he would foster the church with the same kind of love. So we come to this Feast of St. Joseph, and, and it's, I suppose, almost always, I don't know if it is ever outside Lent, but I think it always ends up in Lent. And it's one of the few feast days that breaks the Lenten um, cycle, that we actually celebrate this feast. And so today, as we go into Holy Week on Sunday and begin to contemplate the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord, maybe we need to be fostered. Maybe we need to be guided. So maybe it would be a good thing to open up to Joseph to ask him, ready us, prepare us, open our spirit, get us alert, awake, so that we can come to this Holy Week and truly celebrate the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Let us stand and lift up our needs and prayers to God.